You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. Our sponsor today is Skunk Brothers Spirits, coupon code DWA10. Get you all the yumminess you could possibly imagine from them. And I saw they just released some new flavors. I mean, flavors. Ooh. I probably shouldn't call it flavors. New. What is yeah, it? Flavor sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, I flavors. Yeah. Flavors. Oh, anyway, new varieties. New varieties. New, varieties. Yeah. new alcoholic beverage choices. Okay. Anyway, that I went with that. I'm going with it, letting it go. My co-host today is the amazing Danielle Orsino. Yay. Don't be shy. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that button. Give us some feedback. We love it. Awesome. Awesome. And our guest today is Chris Burns. Hi, everyone. Let's talk about what we're drinking. I have what remains of my orange juice and elderberry, orange and elderberry juice, juice, with vodka in it. There's not a lot left. It was mainly vodka and a little juice, which is what it is most of the time. Okay, what are you drinking, Danielle? I'm still drinking. Um, I'm still on the chai latte uh, bandwagon right now as I'm getting better, but it's out of my Maleficent cup, so it's really special. It is very, very cool. Yes, it is. And then Chris, what are you drinking? One of the best Disney villains. Which is really cool. Thank you, I agree. Deadpool shout out on what you're drinking. I am drinking a uh, gin and tonic with aviation gin, uh, which, as we discussed earlier, is a Ryan Reynolds gin, but it is amazing and I love it. And uh, I just got a brand green refill, so I'm ready to go. I love it. Okay. Yay. So, rapid fire question time. What is your favorite book of all time? My favorite book of all time, uh, The Three Musketeers. Oh, why? Nice. Um, it, it's, it has everything. Like it has adventure and it has excitement and it has drama and it has sadness and tragedy and it has romance as much as it could in that era. Like the women are certainly not well represented as characters, but but it has kind of everyone's point of view and it has mystery and it has all of the things any book could have. And so when you read it, it feels very like hyper universal and uh, exciting. Very cool. What is your least favorite book of all time? Wow. Uh, the Catcher in the Rye. Oh my gosh, you are the second person to say that yep, recently. Say, we've heard that before, right? Yeah. Okay, why do you not like The Catcher in the Rye? Although um, the last person who said this described parts of the book to go, it's a book and he dodges the army by cutting his toe off and like he's describing it. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he's like, Catcher in the Rye. And I'm like, those are not the parts that are used on the book blurb at all <laughs> i don't think that's in catcher in the rye i don't remember yeah it was, I, was I have not read it in a while i don't remember that but okay i don't remember that either but i think I'm he's talking about own media or something that's a very different situation um but, okay Why okay cool catcher yeah catcher in the rye uh my problem is that it's just insufferable just i hate this person and everything about them and i wouldn't like to be involved in any way with them uh it was you know assigned in high school like usual it's the only book in high school i didn't finish reading 
Because oh, wow. uh, oh, as, as a reader, it was easy for me to get through the books and do that in English. That was never stressful. And I think chapter two or three, I literally like went up to my teacher before class and said, I'm not finishing this. Like, not I'll, happening. I'll pass the test if you need me to. Like, I, I can do that, but I will not finish this book. So don't call on me in class. And she was like, yeah, I get it. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, I did teach English and I had to teach Catcher in the Rye with a straight face much later on. So I have read it thoroughly and like made notes on it and taken it seriously and had to like pretend that I liked it for class. And just the hardest thing I ever had to teach was like, oh yeah, this is brilliant in literature. And these students are like, I, A, the language is way outdated for any modern class. And just, it's mm-hmm. so hard. And then on top of that, like, yeah, this guy, like none of us like him. He's not a good person in any way. No, 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 I agree. Okay. What is your favorite book to movie or TV show where you think they did a good job with it? Oh, that's so hard. That's tough. I know. We I ask the tough questions here. We do. This is a hard we dig deep. podcast. We dig deep. Okay, I think the Good Omens TV show was really, really good. <gasps> Love that. Right? That was a brilliant TV oh show God, based on the so brilliant uh, so I would say that, that really, like, as I was watching that and I was watching it with my wife, we'd never read the book. And it was just like, she liked it. I liked it. Everyone liked it. Uh, there was like no downside. Um, I also really, in a very, like, that was fun. And I loved it in a different way. Never Let Me Go. The book was oh. a heartbreaking, tragic book, uh, a, a series that like dark. And then I watched the movie because I read the book. So I felt obligated to. And afterwards, I literally cried in real life. And I was just like, like, again, I watched it with my wife and she was like, why did you make me do this? And I was like, I, I honestly, I didn't think the movie would be that good. Um, so we like, we had to go for a walk and get it out of our system. But it was such a good version. Like the movie was as emotional as the book. It was as well done. Like the shooting was so like long shots and emotional situations. And it really, it was effective. I didn't like it because it was dark and sad, but but it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about one that you went? Oh, no. can I do one more? What? Can yeah, I do one more? It's your podcast. Go for it. Oh, I'll go all day. I'll just keep running my mouth. Um, uh, mm-hmm. The Harley Quinn movie, uh, the kind of the, the third, the most recent one where Harley Quinn was with uh, the Birds of Prey. Oh, uh, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. From the comic books. Like a lot of people did not like that movie. It got panned. I thought it deserved way more credit than it got. But that was a really fun, kind of effervescent, accurate version of her character in the comic book. So I thought that was really good too. Very cool. Okay, what about ones that you think they totally screwed up? Oh, um, every other one, like just so many of them, it's hard to make a movie into a book. What is one that's just, I love that book and I hate that movie. There's gotta be. This is more of a thinking question. I don't have a good answer right now. I feel like there's a lot of movies that I've seen. So Discovery of Witches. What? what? Discovery, Discovery of Witches. You know my feeling on that one. Sci-fi okay. fan, so you have to go on the sci-fi one. What about Ender's Game? Uh, there were things I didn't like about it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun. If, it's, uh, if I'm flipping channels and it's on, I'll give it a few minutes. <laughs> okay, let me think of other. So, what about Dune? The new Dune or the old Dune? Actually, the old Dune might be my answer. And I know that's sacrilege and somehow people will give me hate mail, uh, even though it's your podcast. I hope your podcast doesn't get hate mail. I do not like the original Dune movie. Um, I think it's it's entirely nonsense from top to bottom and I don't care what anyone says. 
the new one I enjoyed a lot. I feel like they advertised it as this was a movie that could never be made into a show or into a, a book that could never be made into a movie, but we've done it. And then it's the first half. So it's like, you still didn't do it. Like it's still, you still need to break it up. Okay. And I, I'm Good mad point. at that lie, but I loved watching it. I'm excited for the next half. Um, I thought the characters were great. I haven't so. seen it yet because my boyfriend watched it and we did the audiobook together. And I read the book originally way back when, mm-hmm. and um, and he watched the movie because I was out of the country and I don't remember where I was now. But um, he was like, "Yeah, you need to wait till the next one comes out." He's like, "You're just gonna be mad at the end that there it's not continuing." He's like, "Just wait." So I took his yeah, see it all at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, because well, he knows me, but I, you know, when I and I totally get why they make multiple things and stuff but from what i understand they kind of stopped in the middle so no spoilers i'm waiting to see it so that's the judgment i haven't i will say about the first original dune movie there is a degree of flash gordian charm to that yes yeah that it's all about the visuals and like the art deco-ness of it is very like very flash gordony about the it's like that kind of movie where you know the special effects were very different it kind of reminds me a little bit of blade runner because blade runner the movie was not completely like blade runner the book so but it was very artsy and you know it was more of a statement i feel like it was very different that's a that's an interesting observation i like that the the flash gordoniness of it yeah it's flash gordon but without the the obvious sense of humor i love flash gordon yeah, no, I, I have uh, one of our other podcast hosts, Jen, um, absolutely adores him. And he'll go do signings at like comic book shops. I feel like that's all that yes. guy does, the original. And so she went and saw him. I saw that he was at a comic book shop in Brandon, in Florida. And I was like, he's there. She got in the car and drove over there and got a picture with him. Good for her. I would yeah. do that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, Good no, for her. Totally. Another one that I just thought of now is uh, so like Lord of the Rings as being so important to the way movies are filmed since and like how revolutionary that was in film was great. And the Hobbit movies, like, did you not read the books at all? Like, did you not know that this was a short book for children and you made it a three-part epic for like 14 hours that it didn't need to be or want to be? Like, just, just, I watched the Hobbit like this. Like, this is still on. What? Why? Yeah, no, um, you're lucky that you're not on with one of my other folks, yeah. C.R. Rice, because she would um, eviscerate yeah. you. You wouldn't have That's to fine. win. And I'm know. sure she makes solid arguments. I don't doubt that she could win the argument, but... <laughs> no, she she really... Here's the thing. We're talking to you to get your taste, like, dislike, hear different things, open up the world of our listeners to different movies and stuff maybe they wouldn't have seen, right? And to get different perspectives. I personally was like, they're making that into a three-part, like I didn't get it when they did it, but I was like, ah, they'll give Peter Jackson money to make three parts of almost anything in the world. He's like, I'm going to tie my shoes, three-part movie, you know? Like, yep. 14 hours <laughs> of that, let's do it. the loop. Yeah, exactly. I, I have no doubt, but I, I personally do not think that it, yeah i think personally it was way too long and then they just added characters and stuff and i was like yeah what are you doing like you know legolas isn't in this movie anyway (laughs) um where was that going oh ask your question you're wearing this shirt go ahead and ask okay chris here we go 
So you're going to run into one of these three creatures to prove that they exist. Okay. Which one do you choose and why? Okay. The Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, or UFOs? Okay. Go. Uh, I love all of those things deeply and personally. Um, I'm going to go with UFOs. You're sorry. I assume why. from your shirt this is the wrong answer. That is the of wrong course answer. it is. That's okay. UFOs. That's okay. The sci-fi guy, and I could have gone. He's going to say UFOs, but anyway, was the obvious choice for me. Um, if the Loch Ness mon- if I tracked down the Loch Ness monster, I'd say, "Hey, Nessie, you're the Loch Ness monster," and Nessie would say, "Yeah, I swim around a lot." And then we we'd be like, "Okay, let's have tea." Uh, if I ran into UFOs, I could say, "Like, take me to your planet and show me what it looks like." Like, there's so much more. To- like, I know what a lake looks and like. And write a book and- about it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Nessie's great. I like to think that we're looking in the, that Nessie can go to other lakes and that's why they've never found her. The most of the time she's at Lake Tahoe or something that there's like this interconnected series of lakes and people are looking in the wrong spot. So I think I could find Nessie. Okay. How about Bigfoot? But, uh, why are I we think, not, uh, why are we not taking Bigfoot? What's, what's, the, uh, because, what's the logic there? Yeah, well, it's a hairy guy in a forest. We, we can find that. There's that. Okay. We have that here. Yeah, we know people like that. Um, I love Sasquatch too. Love, love him. Want him to hang out. Like the abominable snowman version of that. Uh, big fan. Too many TV shows, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Been there, done that. He's passe. Yeah. He doesn't, he clearly doesn't want to be photographed. Like there's that one photo and he never did it again. So maybe he deserves his privacy. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. UFOs it is. Okay. We can make money off that. Understood. Yeah. I'd love if, to. Right. That'd be great. If you could yeah. be any paranormal or fantastical creature, what would you be? Oh, these are hard hitting questions. Any, I mean. Any. Alien is the, the kind of obvious answer from me of the actual, of the current ones. Um, I recently read about a version of the Sasquatch character that's in New Orleans and lives in the swamp. You mean the skunk I, Yes, yes, yes. Oh, where's Mark Muncy when you need him? What? You want to be a skunk ape? I don't. I just, I, I think it's fascinating that there's different versions of all these things. That's not actually my answer. I was just stalling for time telling that story. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, a friend of ours, also a host on the show, Mark Muncie, did a bunch of research into the skunk ape and stuff. He's written about it for Erie, Florida, I think is the name of it. And then he wrote about Sasquatch for Erie, Appalachia, two different mythos. Both of those mythos are different, which is interesting. Um, okay. Well, for me, the answer is about the mythos. It's like, who's having the best time? Which one of these seems to be enjoying their life? You know, who's, who's really, out of all of these paranormal kind of zoological creatures, like what is the one that seems to be thrilled about their day-to-day? And I wonder, like, oh, if you have an opinion, what is, the, what is the best one? What is Nessie. the, I don't know if there is the best one. I think it depends on one's perspective because like certain creatures, <gasps> you know, that, like the Rougarou, for instance, that is a gnarly creature. I know, but if it gets in, basically it's eating fucking people. That's what it does. So um, I bet it's really loves it. when it eats people. Like that's a thing. So is it living its best life? Yes. Would you want to yeah. do that? Probably not. Like, you know. But if you were it, you wouldn't, there'd be no moral concern there. You'd be fine doing it. Oh, no, totally. But when you say which one is enjoying itself the most, I think that's a very relative question. It so is. You've still and obviously Danielle has a different answer for that because she's very mad that Nessie wasn't the answer. 
No, I you know, true, but you need to you didn't give an answer. What what creature are vampires. you? Vampires. I'd go with vampires. That's my answer. Okay, what vampire? Oh, uh why would one have to choose? Because they're different vampires. They're the true blood vampires. There's the Buffy vampires, there's the Twilight vampire, there's the traditional vampires. There's the werewolf vampires, like you know, from the game. There's the underworld vampires. Like, what kind of vampire are you gonna be? Underworld vampires. Um, I would probably be the oh, oh, that's a rough question. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I I suddenly learned something about myself that I hate right now. Like you, you, you made me learn something about myself that, like, the Twilight vampires can also go out during the day, and they seem to have a lot of autonomy in terms of like what they do or don't do, or whether or not they're killing or not, or like how they live their lives. And they also have magical powers, and that's all pretty awesome. Those are a lot of pluses if you were going to be one. I feel like maybe if I had to pick, like that's not. The answer I want to give, but if I had to choose, it seems like they have the most options. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're going by hard. Okay. Yeah. yeah just well, logically, that seems to be the right choice. And uh, I don't think anyone has ever said a Twilight vampire on the I, show before. Had somebody so, else said it, I would have said no. That's the wrong answer. But but, but if one has the, lived the life, you know. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get off this show and you're gonna be like, I was just on a podcast and you won't believe what I just said. Yeah, people are gonna <laughs> ask how this went, and I'm gonna say, Man, I said I wanted to be a Twilight vampire. Like, thanks and you can blame Ryan Reynolds and just point to the gym and be like, It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, well, just I was clearly on my several list of these. I would like the Buffy vampires, I, like, they get a lot of options and they can do a lot, but they don't have souls and they are evil, and that's very canonical. Like, oh, that sucks. And yeah, yeah, the real vampires right. can't eat garlic. That's not fun. They can't like the interview of the vampires are always mopey. I don't want to do that. So, ugh, ugh, I hate myself for this answer. But okay. well, well, it's done. It's it's sealed. It's, it's now. Yeah, I, I now have to get a tattoo of the Twilight vampires, but like with my face on all of them. The yeah, no, yeah. there you go. You can you yeah. you'll look fantastic as Alice. I've decided that. I'm gonna um, go with it. Go okay, with cool, Danielle. If you could visit one literature, literary mythical place, where would you go and why? Okay, you said literature and mythical, and those are very different. Well, like from a lit one literary like place, world. like Narnia, you know, any of those, like where would you go from a literary okay, world? Uh, let me see, where would I go? Wow, that's fun. Um, Aaron Morgenstern's The Night Circus is a circus I would want to go to. Uh, it is amazing and I love everything about it. And so that's probably my first answer. Okay, we'll take yeah, it. We'll put it in the, the book. That's the circus I would travel with. It's going to come up again Seattle and again Twilight, in my life. Like so we're good. That book is. Yeah, Twilight Vampire in, um, yeah, um, The Night Circus. I like it. What about, what are your favorite um, alien movie? Like what movie do you like that features aliens in it? Okay, the movie Aliens and Alien 3. I'm the one that really likes Alien 3. I think that's a great movie. Uh, those are fun movies. Uh, let's see, other alien movies that are maybe more current even. Um, God, I've seen all of them and they're all great. What's a good, what's a good alien movie? Do you mean that I'd want to live in or that I'd want to- No, what's the, like? the movie Aliens is actually my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, not three, good. Oh, I didn't hear that, Danielle. I'm sorry. Species. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. A classic. Alien yeah, three classical. came into being, and that wasn't the original script, but because at the time Sigourney Weaver would not allow guns, 
She didn't want to have a movie with any guns in it. That's what happened with Alien 3. So the whole movie had to be rewritten because originally it was her with Newt and um, uh, what's his name? Hicks. Because they all escaped. But they had to rewrite the movie because now no guns. I do. Uh, I, I think it might have been better with more of that. I respect her decision. I watched. I actually have watched the Aliens commentary all the way through. Uh, when DVDs had commentaries. And a lot of it talks about like how uncomfortable she was with guns in that movie where there were a requirement. I could see it. But I think, uh, in, so side note, if I may, if, if my gin can take a side note with you. Yeah, go for it. My body's a little bit. What? The Alien Movie Paul by Edgar Wright. Okay. Okay. So Edgar Wright, who did like Dawn of the Dead, no, not that at all. Um, who did nothing like that? Who did Hot Fuzz, like the comedy movie? Yeah. His uh, movie, Paul, about an alien, and it was very comedy and very like Simon Pegg starred in it. And they ran around with a very like traditional 50s alien and the innocence of humor. And Sigourney Weaver does a cameo as the person in charge of the organization that's hunting aliens. She's basically running the CIA. And she shows up at the end and is like a total like bitch and wants to murder the alien. And it's really funny because it's supporting me for doing it. And she knows what she's doing and it's played for last. And she at one point has to pull a gun and hold them all. And she's the toughest one and they're all scared of her. And she like, even in the movie, like she's so awkward doing it. And I wonder if that's on purpose. Like we've seen her hold guns in movies successfully. And I think maybe mm-hmm. she wanted to make the point that she doesn't like it and she doesn't want to. And I wonder if that's like in her mind, a meta text that she intentionally blew this scene. But she yeah. was acting the shit out of it when she did it. Like her voice, her content, like the way she was talking, her, she was so like very serious about it and like the role, but also clearly would not be able to do that. And I wonder if that's on purpose. So Gordon Weaver, if you're watching, uh, get in touch and let's talk. And let's yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. We'd like, we have questions. We have so have many questions. questions. So okay. many questions. I would ask questions to Sigourney Weaver. Right. That's, she yes. should be on your show. We need to get Sigourney Weaver. She could write a thing. I don't know if she has, but she could. Yeah. Make a note. Let's see if we can get Sigourney Weaver. Um, or Ryan Reynolds, too. Either one. Uh, both together. Yes. Sigourney Weaver, Ryan Reynolds, show. Um, what about, uh, what trope um is your favorite trope for sci-fi oh oh god all of them uh i i don't have the issue with tropes that a lot of people have i think some tropes are great and they're very easy to use i like i really like uh kind of first contact tropes so i'd say that's my favorite when like the first time you meet an alien how do you feel and how do they feel about you and i think there's a lot of variety within that but i think that like any first contact kind of like the, the series of, you know, fear, curiosity, acceptance, you know, I like that. Okay, cool. What about, um, what is a trope that you actually don't like? I mean, do, do we need to bang the alien every time? The kind of Star Trek trope that like, obviously Kirk's gonna hook up with the alien and there's always a, a sex subplot there. like. And maybe you're just like, whoa, this is an alien. Like there's frankly more important things going on right now and we're probably not compatible. Uh, I think that kind of, it's often shoehorned into sci-fi that like there's a love story there. And there doesn't need to be, like there's enough going on. I like it, I like it. Okay, then um, 
What is your favorite weird food combination? Hmm. Wow, that's not a similar question. Okay, that's, uh, let me reset my- I don't have to ask similar questions on the show. But Danielle, you know, yeah, there's no we're obligation. gonna get the final question in a moment. So think of the final question. But what's your favorite weird food combination? Uh, my favorite weird food combination is uh, French fries and milkshakes. That's not very weird. That doesn't count. Is it not? I think that's a lot. French I've been assured that this is weird by many friends. Um, no, because everybody no. puts French fries so in wait, is he dip, Are you dipping it? Like, yeah. That's weird. That's okay, weird. See, that's sorry. not weird. I do that all the time. That's what Wendy's. Little Frosties are for. for Wendy's are the best. Wendy's is the best milkshake for that. I agree. Yeah, they're absolutely the best. Wendy's yeah. chocolate frosty. Just get a small one. Dip your French fries in it. It's absolutely. So I'm going to play both sides. Danielle, you've been outvoted. It's weird. And also, uh, Danielle says it's weird. So I, I can say it's weird. Like that's, we have a quorum. I am not going to survive Louisville with you. Erica. Oh, yeah, you are. Like, yeah, you are. Have, you, tried, have you tried it, Danielle? Or is this an alien concept? Or have you tried it? In, in shakes would it have you ever tried it no, no i would not no, no i would no, not okay. try it that's she's also, gonna you make never tried the oreo it. thing earlier the deep fried oreo like there's oh, like, no, she's, gonna, gonna, yeah. she's gonna be trying lots of stuff we're we're gonna we're gonna open a whole new world it'll be great it'll be you might love it and if you don't that's fine too yeah so i'm not gonna, gonna make you eat the whole thing i'm just gonna make you try it a single yeah, fry what's the worst that could happen He'll throw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be the worst. Um, yeah. Okay, you might hate it. You don't. You don't need to like it. It's fine. But I like it. it, it might, okay, you're good, Chris. It's good. Okay, Danielle. Final question of the literary briefs. Chris, what is your spirit animal? Ooh. Ooh. Um. Like Archer from the TV show Archer. Okay. Yeah. I like that. At least you didn't say a Twilight vampire because I was going to yeah, think. That would have been a lot. Yeah. I was waiting on that one. I was waiting a little bit. can allow one Twilight thing, but two Twilight things you. It would have been too much. If I would have named a Twilight character, like maybe like a third tier character, like that person is my favorite, that would have been a different situation. Although, yeah. Charlie Swan, if you'd said him, I would have been okay with that because I think the dad, <laughs> both the books and the movies, is probably the most epic, cool character there, <laughs> there yeah. is. I would have allowed. I'm glad to know I could have said that. What? I'm glad to know I could have said that. You could have said that one, but if you had said, I don't know, Rosalie, I would have been like, that's it. We're never airing these episodes. Just turn off to screen off and zoom in. Yeah, I'd be like, and we're not recording anymore. Sorry, Chris, we're not airing these things anyway. Hope you had fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. Shameless self promotion time. Chris, how do people find you? Okay, so people find me um, easily at my website, which is chris-s-burns.com. Um, sorry about all the hyphens. There's too many Chris Burns's in the world. I'm also on Twitter at chris underscore s underscore burns, and that's also for Instagram. So you can find me at any of those places. And I would love it if you would. Like, come find me. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast with us. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, guys, I've been your host, Erica Lance. Um, my, oh, our sponsor today, I didn't forget, Skunk Brothers Spirits, coupon code DWA10. I, everybody should be impressed that, uh, yeah. You did, it. you did the thing. <laughs> yes. And I don't it. even have my post-it up here with me out on the back porch. Um, Danielle Orsino has been my absolutely amazing co-host. 
don't be shy to like and subscribe and leave us a review we'd like to hear it and we will see you guys next time bye bye everyone everyone these days could use a little support and your friends at the eso network are no different with the eso network patreon the cool thing is is when you help support us it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.